Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast this week. Welcome to Romance in Color. I am your host, one half of the duo here at Romance in Color, your resident romance writer and reader, Tati Richardson. And we have an amazing podcast this week. Our guest is the one and only author J.L. Seekers. Her books have had the girls on Book Talk, on Bookstagram, on Twitter, in a tizzy. And we're going to talk about how she writes uh, perfect love for imperfect people and what she has learned in her first year, really debut year as an author. And in our What is Book Talk reading segment, we have a great friend to the podcast, Brie Hill of the Categorically Romance podcast. And she's going to give us all of her book talk recommendations, what she's reading and what is hot right now for your fall reading list. So you all sit back, relax and enjoy the podcast because up first we have our interview with author J.L. Seeger. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. And I'm here with a super special guest. Some of y'all may know her. She is like, I would say she is the Black Book Talk darling. I know she don't want me to say that, but I'm going to say it. Everybody in a mama loves her. Like my friends are upset that I've recommended her books because they've been crying in their pillows for days. But anyway, I'm here with the one, the only JL Seegers, who is just I am just, but it was just phenomenal. And I just can't wait to love on her. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast, JL. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here talking with you. Uh, I'm ready for you to make my cheeks hurt from laughing. So. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Like I said, this is a love fest. And it's, a, it's an opportunity for people to get to know you and stuff like that I think for me I think I was introduced to your work uh via some some I think it might be Tony some other people on uh Black Book Talk um probably my uh Sora Taima and some other people uh shout out Shaden Pages um and I was just um like who is this person that keeps talking about who's this person talking about I thought I knew everybody I thought I knew everybody and so I think I picked up your novella again Mm-hmm. and I was like okay okay I see what they talking about I see what they talking about then I picked up restore me and that, that just blew, blew me away blew me out out the water but tell the people about yourself before we get into that tell me people the people about yourself and you know I asked everybody kind of the same question um you know what started your love of romance and like when did you fall in love with romance and romance books okay why is this first of all giving me brown sugar like when did you first fall that's exactly where i got it from girl because that's my vibe <laughs> that's exactly where i got it from that's my vibe you know what i'm saying <laughs> that was it. my I'm era for, i'm here for it my era too so you know <laughs> it's fine um <laughs> Oh, okay, so I'm JL or Janelle. Um, I am a romance author, of course, the smut peddler extraordinaire. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do. Romance is my first genre, my favorite genre. And mm. I think that I first fell in love with it. And this is going to be so funny because like I um, write these black romance novels, but my first like, like, introduction to romance was like these historical romance books that my grandpa used to read mm-hmm. and they were 
<laughs> oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Your grandpa. My used grandpa to read. used to read. This is unusual. I it never heard somebody unusual. come on here talking about their they granddaddy yes, or man Molly. in their life reading romance. Oh, please share, share this. And they were very white, but it was, you know, like how um, they have like the little uh, three to five dollar, like little uh, thick, short, thick romance books that they sell like Dollar General or whatever. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. like he would like would pick them up and like bring them home. He would read them in the bathroom. I don't know what was happening, uh, but you know, so uh, like that was just like my first introduction to romance. And then it just grew from there to uh, one of my English teachers in middle school introduced mm-hmm. me the uh Sarah Destin which yeah. is again very white but Sarah she was that girl she could do yeah. she could do no wrong in my eyes and mm-hmm. then um and again in middle school me and some of my friends started this book club okay <laughs> quote unquote <laughs> where we, uh you know friends were bringing their mama's Zane books and all that stuff and so yeah just it just grew from there other people Dang, I feel like this and you know what shout out to Zane because I you know how many times people have mentioned Zane on this podcast? Like Zane is the intro to all mm-hmm. the girlies and to all the girlies who write romance, uh, and 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 they romantic you know uh ways and, and, and kind of their romance mentorship, their interest in their introduction to romance is through Zane. So, yes. so yeah, specifically yeah. the smut too, right? Yeah. Like that was like Zane was like my first introduction to just like erotica that was like okay okay we're we're doing it like okay so yeah yeah so what took you from like being just an avid reader to saying hey I want to craft my own romances and not only that you know I want to write about black folk doing black stuff and loving in black ways I mean, that's the only way I can describe it. <laughs> Loving it black ways. I love it black ways. <laughs> so I have been a writer for like so long, but mm-hmm. like I never before, like I started out writing B2K fan fiction and there, anybody who knows me who's <laughs> following me on TikTok, they hear me talk about my B2K fan fiction, handwriting it in my notebooks, getting uh-huh. caught in class. Oh, and man. so like I, I started off writing uh, and I didn't even realize like what I was doing, but I was writing black romance, right? Cause mm-hmm. I was writing these black men and I was uh, self-inserting, but also like my friends would make requests like can you write me a story (laughs) and Chris Brown or can you write me a story with me and uh spectacular from Pretty Ricky like you know I was like oh man man. and so that was like the start of it but I had never published anything I was always just too scared to share my work because I thought people would hate it and I am a very sensitive person so my writing is very personal to me and so like you know I didn't want to like, you know, anybody be like, oh, I hate this or whatever. So like, I've had to learn how to grow as a, as a person in this mm-hmm. authorship. But mm-hmm. the um, shift for me came when I joined Book Talk and I joined mm-hmm. and I was just like, you know, wanting to talk about books with other people. And then okay. I ended up sharing a snippet from what 
wasn't restore me then, but turned into restore me, like, you know, now uh, on like on my uh, page and people were like, what's this book? I want this book. Like her husband's best friend, like her husband's dead. She's a widow and her husband's best friend said that to her. Like, I need this story. I need this story. And so it was really book talk. Like they, they, they set the demand and I was like, okay, I guess I gotta do this. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, again, you just kind of came out the gate, just kind of guns blazing and I like the fact that you just was fearless. I think you say you say you had to get over the fear, but I think in a lot of ways you were fearless because I mean, who who comes out giving us hits back to back to back? You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> solo hits <laughs> back to back to back. Like what, what how did you how were you able to like craft and like how did you work on your craft? First of all, like, was there like mentorship? Were you like in groups? Were you like, how were you like surrounding yourself with other writers? Um, how were you reaching out and just like, okay, let me try to become a student from reader to student and, and kind of hone the craft of writing a romance? Cause I mean, like I said, the conventions, the tropes, as you, as an avid reader, I know you know the tropes and all that stuff, but the other stuff, the mechanics and all that stuff, you just honed it so well. So how did you kind of, you know, navigate that? Well, now you got me blushing because, like, thank you. <laughs> like, my cheeks over here red. Don't say, don't do that. Um, so I majored in English in college. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just had this love of writing, this understanding of, um, like, the written word. Like, I don't, I don't know, like, what it is. Or, and so sometimes when people ask me about like my writing process, I don't know how to. <sighs> like how to articulate like what it is like that Mm -hmm. I do whenever I write Mm -hmm. and so of course it becomes like a when you read so much you get this understanding of how stories flow of how like you know things are told but so much Mm -hmm. of it is just um like something that just comes like natural to me like I just Mm -hmm. I had and I'm sure like as a writer like you understand like we just have like these things that we do that just belong to us that are yeah. just our style you know yeah. like not anything that anybody could ever teach you yeah. um you can study at the feet of all these beautiful people and I feel like in a way when we do all this reading that we do that is what you're doing you're studying yeah. at the you know feet like mentorship happens for writers whenever we read so you know mm-hmm. sometimes I feel um inspired I don't know like, I feel like I'm getting like stuck in my writing. Like I'll go back and I'll read and I'll, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to pick up a Kennedy Ryan and I'm going to see what Talia Hibbert's doing. And I, you know, those kinds mm-hmm. of things, because every time you're going to take away something that helps you like, you know, improve. And so even though it wasn't like actively seeking mentorship, I think mm-hmm. anytime I picked up a black author, learned about how they crafted their stories about like, you know, uh, our people like that just, that's where it happened like the learning and the understanding yeah yeah so I like what you said like reading for writers is the mentorship Mm -hmm. because you know I I can tell like like I said you're definitely a student of romance like you definitely like honed your craft honed your voice and your style what do you think um sort of inspires your kind of point of view because I know you say you craft 
perfect love for imperfect people that's your that's your tagline mm-hmm. so what kind, of, what kind of informs that that kind of storytelling for you like what makes you want to dig into that kind of storytelling um the people that I grew up around like mm-hmm. I grew up in like you know a household where like I said like, you know my grandpa he was reading romance and I was this was, that's unusual for a black yeah. man yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, him and my grandma they were they had an age gap romance you know she was younger and he was he was like 20 something years older than her oh and yeah, so yeah. like it was like you know all of these like untraditional like relationships around me and like you know just the complexity of personal dynamics even if it's like romantic or not romantic anymore anything like that like I was just so interested in um the way that people love each other and how love like looks even when you're not whole or when you're still healing or you're not even sure what's wrong for you to heal you know so I grew up around all these imperfect people that still found a way to love each other so yeah yeah so what so profession you're a writer profession you're crafting these things the first thing that you wrote was it a was it again was it the novella or was it something else and you were like nah this ain't it it was um the first thing I wrote to completion was restore me okay. um, and then again came afterwards because I just wanted to my intention was again so funny I laugh at myself because I was intending to write something short and spicy and it was going to be simple you know and I was like girl you sat down and wrote this big complex thing that you can press <laughs> like it it was layers in that novella and I was like no it wasn't supposed to be that <laughs> oh man yeah 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 oh so, yeah it's always funny because people are like oh you know I picked up your novella and I was like yeah it was supposed to be like you know just like a little short song but short really. but it was just like nah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so okay so we're was the first thing you, you you wrote to completion so we got dominic and sloan mm-hmm. in here they'll miss but yep. a miss. <laughs> um a, a, a one i think it's a one-sided enemies to love us type Most of thing definitely yeah because um, he's never I, yeah yeah he <laughs> he never hated her she thinks uh-uh. He thinks he hates her. Yeah. We and once you read the story, because I don't want to give anything away. Once you read the story, and I'm not gonna give anything away by any of the books I've read them all. I'm not gonna give anything <laughs> away. Um, but once you read it, you realize that the loss they've experienced is is, is what what kind of drives that wit brings them together, yet also drives a wedge between mm-hmm. them as well. Mm-hmm. Um and Dominic really is a good and upstanding dude like let me tell you something if I, I'm, not, I'm about to get out of pocket but if I was dominant in my homeboy you know what I'm saying deal with he'd I mean, I'm ready to you know, tussle you know what I mean like, he a gentleman he's like all right I'm gonna yeah it is what it is whatever anyway <laughs> anyway no it's funny because like that's not even the first time that like I I always love when I get responses from readers about like how they would have made different <laughs> as the characters. And I'm like, I never take it personally because I'm always like, this is the conversation I want to have. Cause to me, these characters are like, you know, real people. Like they exist like outside of like me. Right. Uh-huh. And so I always want to have a conversation because 
if people can see the several different ways that like they could have like they would have chosen differently like I feel like that makes me, those characters even more real and more human right like it's like, like you know that movie sliding doors where you just have like the different choices and you mm-hmm. make different choices. Like if you would have gone this way, you would have made another choice. You would have gone this way to run. That's what it felt like to me mm-hmm. reading this book. You know what I mean? Like had had he done one thing just a little differently, had yep. they done that one thing just a little differently, who knows what the outcome of their lives could have been. been. Exactly. You know and what I'm saying? That's what makes the story like so real because that is how life is. Like that's mm-hmm. how like any small thing that you could have done differently could have changed the entire trajectory of your life. Oh, yes. And so, you know, it's not, it's never simple solutions in real life. So I don't feel like there could be simple solutions. Yes. And in, yes. And in addition to creating Dominic and Sloan, who are two complex, imperfect, like you said, imperfect people trying to forge something uh new out of loss out of out of loss um that's not a spoiler y'all it's in the description right <laughs> um, <laughs> um you know we also get family dynamics and friendship relationships that are also complicated mm-hmm. they're also complex that are also informing the characters how do you go about building these i, I mean in, in romance we don't do so and so you know so-called world building so so to speak like we would in a fantasy mm-hmm. but we do create families and relationships that also inform the characters so how did you go about creating these back because we got Mal we, and we're gonna talk about her later we got Mal <laughs> we got you know Sloan crazy mama we got you know <laughs> we got you know Dominic's theme going on with him like how did you create these complicated parental and family units who also inform the characters as well uh I think it's about for me like it was about creating um family structures that felt real and true to like Mm -hmm. things that like you know we've seen like I know so many people who have mothers that are not exactly to the same level as Lauren Carson okay you know but but similar enough right like there are so many mothers who see their kids as extensions of themselves who demand Mm -hmm. who you know care more about the way that the world sees their child than like you know their child's own happiness and all that Mm -hmm. stuff like I I know so many people like that I've even like myself experienced that I hope my mom don't listen to this but (laughs) experience that some level because the demand for perfection the demand for you know just for you to be uh forward facing like perfect uh to the world because you are a reflection of her instead of your own person like for me it's just it was just about that it was about um creating people because I think too that people like Sloan and people like Dominic they can't come from happy background backgrounds right like Sloan's Mm -hmm. dependent and her um, attachment to Mama and to Mal, it wasn't just because of her relationship with Eric. It was also because those were the people, those were her, that's her found family, right? Like right. they and they loved her. They gave her things that she had never uh, knew that a family could, like she, she never knew a family could be like that. And so mm-hmm. she got them. And so, and even for Dominic, it's the same thing. Like he had a good relationship with his mom, but she died early. And you know, his dad sucks. 
and all this stuff and so like <laughs> mama's just saving everybody and so yeah. like every she's just bringing everybody into that little family unit and um my grandma was like that like everybody you know had like these the people around her had so many complex like relationships and uh situations whether it was like with their husbands or their parents or whatever and she was just kind of the nexus for an entire community of people and I wanted to try to recreate that mm. in of the you know in some sense to kind of pay homage to my grandma who was you know she basically tried to raise me and my siblings along with my mom so yeah 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 I definitely I definitely saw a lot of the women in my family as well in mama beside my own mom my own grandmother um in her because my mom definitely was the person who would adopt anybody you know she'd be having five more god children i'm like mama these wrong people how are they gonna be your god god but well, he my new god son you know what i'm saying like she would always you know adopt somebody into the fold and you know didn't think twice about it you know and then okay i don't want to stay too much on restore because they, i know they had the girls in a choco but for me as a divorced woman again is the one that got me because i i, I listen I'm not I'm remarried now I'm not remarried to my first husband but <laughs> I am <laughs> I'll make that very clear um I I'm not remarried to my first husband and so the idea to me I'd be thinking oh marriage redemption girl you know what I'm saying like <laughs> what's there get, to say <laughs> you're right right if I get divorced I'm getting divorced you know but Jackson and Amina was so doggone I was so wrapped up in the story and I was just rooting for them. You know what I mean? Jackson was like, I'm going to get this woman back. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, this is my woman. I'm going to get her back. Damn the resistance. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, like, where did you kind of craft that story? How did you kind of craft that story? And, you know, it's hard. It's hard to do a second chance. I think it's hard to do second chance romance. I think that's probably one of the hardest tropes to write because there's so much backstory mm -hmm. so much hurt so much pain so much like negativity in the forefront mm -hmm. like how do you get past that to craft something totally new out of that so what was kind of your thought process with that and like Jackson and Amina's story I know you said it's a novella but I feel like I, I feel like we got another song going we can we can do another <laughs> chapter oh, baby I ain't trying to, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but I feel I'm like there could be another, you know, another story. Like, like, well, what you know? I don't, but anyway, let me be quiet. Look, let me be quiet. Uh, I'm trying to give more work, work to do. That's not even, you so funny, because that's not even the first time that somebody's asked me, so is there going to be more? Right. <laughs> and I'm like, y'all, they are wrapped up. I don't know I I never say never because you just you don't know you know mm -hmm. stories pop up but I do know that there's a future for um some a potential in the future for some crossover between like Dominic and Sloan and Jackson and Amina right um you know their little worlds are not too far apart so right, right it's right. all you know it's always possibilities here right. there you know Amina's a wedding photographer Dominic and Sloan have a wedding coming up mm -hmm. Mm. We we see the potential, mm. we see the vibes, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. as far as like their story, I I had really wanted to take on the marriage redemption trope 
Um, just because like, I love the thought of, like you said, like there's all that negativity at the forefront. Mm -hmm. And so like, I just wanted to know like how far can two people like break, you know, how far can they break before like they just, uh, it becomes impossible for them to find their way back to each other. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to answer that question. I wanted to know, mm. you know, <laughs> so that, that's what it was about. Um, originally, when that story started out, it was, um, I think I had written it or outlined it where they weren't divorced yet. Uh, and they actually had a child. Mm. And so like, there was uh, like all these other like elements and layers. But then I was like, nah, I think I'm gonna dial it back. Yeah. <laughs> Kick the baby out. <laughs> Kick the baby out. <laughs> like, let's make it grow in the sex, you know, not, <laughs> you know, at the resort. And so, yeah, just went from there. Mm. And now your latest revive me. This seems, this is going to be three parts yeah that <laughs> ambitious uh, of you to be doing this and you got us hooked sis we we meet mallory and 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 chris and, and restore me mm-hmm. and we get that story and revive me mm-hmm. I, I what in the world <laughs> how you left us on a cliffhanger like this I know it's in th- I mean I know it's in three parts. Yeah. But I just don't appreciate it. Like I don't appreciate, <laughs> I don't appreciate the cliffhanger. But I'm going I'm going to sit back. I'm going to wait for the part 2. Okay. I know you're working on that. Mm-hmm. But now we okay so we see Mal in in Restore Me and stuff. Mm-hmm. What was it about that character that was like calling out to you like okay there's a story here. There's a story story here. What about her you know that I want to that you want to explore more of it's just her um her big personality Mm -hmm. like her lust for life in the way that and I just feel like at at a certain point whenever I was writing Restore Me and I was constantly writing these scenes where Sloan was talking about her grief and how she missed her husband and I was just I just kept thinking you know this is this woman's brother and not just her brother her twin brother right and I was like I just feel like there is there has to be something um that she has to say about like this loss and then just her personality she's so funny and she's so vibrant and she's just like you know that's how she is when we meet her and restore me and she's completely different when we meet her and revive me Mm -hmm. and um, and I just thought that was interesting because people will say like, you know, um, she's so different in part one from how she is like when we meet her and restore me and I wanted to follow her journey, you know, just how mm-hmm. everything, including the loss of her brother and this great love that doesn't, you know, come easily, mm-hmm. um, it all just impacts and adds on to the woman that we meet first and restore me. So, yeah, yeah, because to lose a I mean I don't, I'm not a twin but to lose a twin like it's got to be like losing a limb you know losing mm-hmm. losing something that's so vital and essential to you that it's like breathing like you know somebody that just you just can't be without it, it right. is the love of your life you know what I mean mm-hmm. um so so when we learn about her own grief her own sadness it's like wow okay we were focused on slow we were focused on the wife but what mm-hmm. about the sister what about mm-hmm. how she's feeling how, how, her heartache her pain like 
man, I don't even, I don't even, I can't even go into how much like <laughs> that got me like thinking about it. I was like, dang, like, you know, this is, this is crazy. Like, like, like we, we side characters are important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. And particularly for this book, she's so, she's so integral to not only Sloan's healing mm-hmm. in a way, mama's healing mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like like but then Mallory's like kind of holding it together but then on the inside falling apart you know what I'm yep. saying yeah like, I just I, I just you know I just want to say that um yeah <laughs> my insight you have, on it and I just I just so perfectly because that's how like in this second part like that's like the focus like how she's talking about and thinking about the way that she is always holding it together for everyone else, right? Like she, and I feel like as daughters, like, you know, whether we are the oldest daughter or we're like the only daughter or, you know, whatever, and she's the only daughter, like, Mm -hmm. I just feel like um, for her to come from a mother like mama who takes on everybody in the community, who is selfless in everything that she does, they pass that martyrdom on to like their daughters, like mothers do that to their daughters. Mm -hmm. And are taught to be selfless and to sacrifice and not how to live our lives and make choices that only serve us you know we don't know how to do that and Mal is definitely like suffering from that yeah so yeah that's that is definitely side for part two and so Mm. so about part two Mm -hmm. the girlies are waiting yes ladies are coming so um the release date is on uh, november 22nd okay so a little later on in the month you know so you getting us right before thanksgiving so we yeah. can just cry all thanksgiving yeah. week and yeah. wait for part three yeah <laughs> we just gotta lay down the Shout out to my friend Terry who's been on the podcast. But let me tell you a story. I said, Terry said, Todd, you got something to read? I said, Carol, yes, I got something to read. I said, read JL Singer. She said, oh, okay, who's that? Tell to gave her a little bio, blah, blah. Do you know she hit me up in the middle of the night? She was like, Tatiana, I hate you. I said, why? She said, I've been crying in my pillow for days. She said, I cannot oh stop God. crying. She said, why did you have me read this book? I was like, I am so sorry. <laughs> So basically, she basically jazz telling y'all clear your Thanksgiving week, have your pillows and your and your and your tissue and your Kleenex ready because she's gonna lay you out she's with your love you vibrational plates, <laughs> right? <laughs> After you eat your low vibrational plate, <laughs> just, just, just go okay, and just cry a little bit, just cry a little bit, you know, just just let it out, you know, you're already low vibrational, just cry it out. <laughs> okay let me be serious okay (laughs) so how did you after after publishing these first uh, three books Mm -hmm. as an indie author you know what have you learned what's the one thing you learned about being an indie author and and getting into the publishing game and you know what's the biggest lesson that you learned as as an indie author I feel like I've learned so many, but the one that really sticks out, um, particularly for me, because I like feel like I've been like a perfectionist like all my life. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just learning to give myself grace mm-hmm. and 
know, just like understand that I'm not going to get everything right or perfect or, you know, like you're going to mess up. <laughs> you yeah. have some, and even if, you know, you don't do the any author route or whatever, there are going to be things that like you mess up on. Mm-hmm. And so like you just have to learn how to forgive yourself, but also to keep moving mm-hmm. even in the midst of like, you know, making a mistake, you got to own it. Yeah, keep it rolling. And like that's it. And um that's been really like important for me. Mm-hmm. But I and I also feel like I have learned to like just to live in my truth and in my intention. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, whenever you publish, um, especially like as indie authors, you put so much time and energy into marketing your own books and things like mm-hmm. that. And so you're gonna have people who feel a little bit more uh comfortable with like contacting you or tagging you or whatever and things Mm -hmm. that might not always be the friendliest right and or you know like I do have readers who have such strong opinions like (laughs) they could have did this 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 and this like and I like I'll get messages like I just don't understand why Chris would make that decision (laughs) and I'm just like so I had to like learn how to uh own and be comfortable in owning my intention and my um you know, my plan for a story and not yeah. letting those opinions and things like that invalidate what I know to be true and important for these characters. So, yeah. 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 That's, that's real talk. That's real talk. Cause it, 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 at the end of the day, it's your vision is what mm-hmm. you want to put out there. Um, and you're not necessarily writing to market. You're writing to get the story out mm-hmm. and the story across and the feelings and the, this and the storytelling is what's important at the heart heart of it you know and yeah yes sometimes the readers are gonna have to just deal with the, the choices <laughs> made. um I'm, i ain't gonna lie some of them i was like mm. but but you know this i said this is jail's choice but you know what i'm saying that's her choice um but but it's so good but see that's when you know somebody's a good writer when you're just like i mean i don't know about that but that's a, that i feel like that's a, that's good writing writing choices um so I know you're busy. I know you balance. How do you how do you balance all the writing with your own personal life and 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 everything? And and you know what do you do when you're just like, oh my god, I, I can't take it no take it no more. Like, how do you take a break from from all of that? That's so funny that you asked because literally before we sat down, I had just told my husband, I was like, listen, I think I'm gonna have to book a hotel room because I gotta go. Like, I am just mm. tired. Um. And so <laughs> I will admit that I don't do the best job of taking care of myself. I feel like as creative types, we are not the best with self-care because no. we are just driven by the passion to create and to put things out there. And so many people think, you know, like, and of course, like the money is nice, but it's not always about the money. It's about like the story. It's about the satisfaction of bringing like these characters to life and putting these stories out here. And so... I don't do a great job of taking care of myself, but um, I have like, you know, put things in place where I take a break from like social media, like on the weekends and stuff like that. Like I don't post or make content like after Friday, some days, sometimes after Thursday, because I just do not be in the mood and TikTok, you know what they want to do. And I don't have time to fight. 
And yeah. so like, you know, just um, making sure that I fit time in to just not be doing things, to just be still and be still like with my husband or even if it's just like doing something simple as like going to get a cup of coffee and taking a ride around, just like not doing anything. Um, that's like become really important to me. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm still working on the balance thing, but. <laughs> and then you put so much on like, the writing is draining because you put all of it you know you give it in your all and you put it mm-hmm. all on the line and put it all yep. on the page and it's just like okay what more do I have to give and you feel like mm-hmm. you don't even have enough to give to yourself after you've mm-hmm. written everything down exactly um, yeah so we talked about your work and what's coming up next and stuff like that like how how cool or important has it been for like book talk to be like really really riding for you like the, the girls are out here riding for you, Jaya. Like they, they love you. They really, really do. Like, what has that felt like for you? It's been amazing, honestly. I, <laughs> I, um, and I say this all the time. Like, I'm equally like as obsessed with my readers as they are with me. Like, I am just like you know, like every day, just like in awe that there are people who <laughs> want to read my work, who want to know what I have to say, that want to sit down and talk to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like anytime, like I get like a request, like, oh, you know, can we do this? Like, uh, last week I did a Twitter space, um, with like the reading corner, and let me tell you, wow. The- Girls, they are, <laughs> they are a mess, but they're so funny. Mm-hmm. And just like, you know, they are so interested in like having these conversations and I'm still just like in shock that people want to talk about <laughs> this stuff yeah. like to me. And I'm just like, yeah. okay. So yeah, it's been amazing. Uh, it's felt really good. I love my community. Like I'm so glad to be in community and in conversation with people like you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's felt good. Like I honestly feel like, you know, we're all best friends and we're all <laughs> part of a big, big happy family. Yes. Especially yes. whenever, you know, like I see people that I'm friends with who, and then like people like I don't automatically like connect, but like mm-hmm. they're mutuals. Like when I saw, um, Mate replying to one of your videos and yeah, I was yeah. like oh my god like I love Mate and I love Tati like look at us <laughs> like we're all family I feel like we're just all like one big happy family so <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, I like that book talk and Twitter and, and those spaces particularly for romance writers and and when you're like as a romance writer it, you feel so alone sometimes it's, mm-hmm. it's such a solitary um act to sit here and write something right so when you find a community of people who not only like to write but also like to read the stuff that you like to write Mm -hmm. it's it's really validating for what you do day in and day out and then when you get put something out in the world like put your baby out in the world and like oh my god are they Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i mean i don't know that i don't know that feeling yet um you gonna know it and we gonna love it so you know just be ready (laughs) this podcast is again this podcast is about you i have to tell people this podcast is about you we're gonna talk about me Um, we always gonna turn the tables because we gotta live on each other you know that's true (laughs) that's true but um yeah you, you know you find this community of folks who are just like invested in your success Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so speaking of success like what do you think success looks like for you like what would be the pinnacle of like literary success for you oh oh <laughs> that's funny I would really really love to see my books on the big screen like I just want 
I want to see the moment where Dominic tells Sloan, use me. You know what I mean? Like, I yes. just want to see that. I want, yes. <laughs> I need the mm-hmm. visuals, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yes. like, I feel oh, like yeah. that's really important to me, but also because I feel like we need more Black love stories. We need, mm-hmm. like, on the screen, we need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, like, I if it could be my story, that's fine. If it's your story or whoever, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to show up. Invite me to the premiere because I'm because <laughs> I'm gonna show out, but you know, like I just want, but I would just really love that. Um, I would really, really love to see like my my people like come to life in a real way. So okay, so speaking of which, let's just transition and do a little this or that, a little quick rapid fire, like we in the in the at the studio. So since okay. we brought up since we brought up the movie thing, that'll be my first question. If one of your books was if books was turned into a movie, which one and who would you like to play the characters? I think we already know which book you say you want restore me. So which who would you want to play the characters? I want to know this. I want to know. Hey, this. oh, but see, I'm so bad with names, Tati. I'm so bad with them. Okay, so I, I can help you. I know people. I might help you. Out. I know people. <laughs> I know people. I know. I can recognize. I know recognize uh, people. Okay, so I would really love, um, like I said, Restore Me, but honestly, all of them, like I just, yeah. you know, put all the books out there, get everything, yeah. all right. Um, yeah. And so for, now it's like I need to Google, hold on. <laughs> I need to Google. <laughs> oh my God, I would want, um, I forgot her name, Lex Cassie Davis, I think. Um mm-hmm as Sloan because she was like my fan cast like whenever like I was like making my little movie board whatever mm-hmm. uh and she's so beautiful and like so talented I would love to see her as Sloan uh I honestly do not know who I want as Dominic hmm. and the thing is like my uh a lot of my readers have cast uh did a fan cast for Trevante Rose right yeah. and I was like he's very very yummy but like uh, he's giving short king vibes and we know that i is very tall like i need a tall big man you know what i mean like oh, you want mbaku oh you want winston duke winston duke might be able to you know what <laughs> he might be able to do something with that maybe possibly <laughs> if he or, wants the role i ain't gonna say no you, you know what you know who i picture and i know this is crazy i know this is but he could grow some facial hair. Um, you ever watch Oz and the guy who played uh out of BC? He got a real long name. I can't think mm-hmm. of his name. He's British and he's black. It's out of out of polio something, something. Anyway, y'all, Nigerians forgive me because I know I fucked that <laughs> call up. But uh <laughs> he played out of BC on um, he's tall, he's dark, he's mm-hmm. he's a good looking man, he's not super short. Um, oh. but yeah I kind of see I kind of see I kinda okay see. okay I'm I'm not, not, I'll, 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 I'll let you I'll let you look at him I'll let you google him google him later since we get google yeah. <laughs> all right we got so google. <laughs> do, you, do you like writing heroes or villains I feel like uh, I like writing uh heroes better you don't really have villains I mean I don't and I like mama I, is a b but I wouldn't call her a villain. Right. Well, I mean, I would say that Chris's dad is a villain. Yeah. He's a villain. Sloan's mom's yeah. just mean. Like, mean. she just, you know, yeah. 
whatever but like his dad like real like real deal like yeah villain behavior um and so yeah i i like to write the heroes because um they're always just trying to figure it out like they're always trying to figure out how they can protect the people like the woman that they love you know all that i like i like to do the heroes what are some of the hardest scenes for you to write hard in what way like emotionally hard or just like take time to do either one okay so we're talking about emotionally hard it's always like those scenes where um where like the truth has to come out like I feel like in all of my books like there's like at least one scene where like things have to be like where there's some kind of confession Mm -hmm. and I like those things are always so hard like I usually cry (laughs) a little bit yeah, they make readers like cry I shared, I shared some tears, mm-hmm. but then I'm also like, yeah, that's how I know it's gonna be. It's gonna be good because if I'm crying and I knew it was coming, yes, yes, the yes. girls gonna cry. So yeah, um, and then like technically, hard are always the sex scenes because I'm always just like, I don't think people realize how unsexy it is to write sex scenes, Very right? Unsexy. Like it's just not sexy. Like you are literally like doing. Like I almost have to draw it out kind of you know, to make sure. You know, I'm like, oh, where was his hand? <laughs> and if he got his hand right here, does that make sense for him to be able to touch her there? Like I was yeah. like, like yeah. when I wrote that elevator scene in Restore Me and I was yeah. like writing about how like Dominic had like reached around and like, you know, like he's like, you know, fingering her. I was like, oh, are his arms long enough for that? Are his fingers long enough for that? Can he really get in there good? Like, <laughs> not get in that good. I'm asking myself all these questions. Like, it's so, it's just so oh technically God. hard. But then when I go back and read, I'm like, okay, it was all worth it. <laughs> even if it doesn't make i mean it's a fantasy it, it don't have to make sense like it does not have to make sense the mechanics don't even have to freaking make sense right i like i feel like i overthink it um and then like people just never like they never think about like oh his hands were not long his fingers aren't long enough to do that that doesn't make sense people just like he really just got her off in the elevator in one minute like yeah <laughs> right 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 um where is your favorite place to write um my favorite place to write is uh actually my office because I just kicked we have like this big room at the end of our house that me and my husband were using as a shared office I just kicked my husband out of it I was like you gotta find you a new workspace (laughs) and so so now like this entire room is just mine and I have like all these different little nooks and corners and stuff like that and so yeah uh right now it's the chair that I'm sitting in it's like this uh burnt orange like velvet uh, mm-hmm. armchair is so comfortable and so I sit in here all the time and write mm-hmm. <laughs> so book reviews do you read them do you not read them no I don't <laughs> I do not you read. are the only person on who has said they don't read them really yes everybody else says oh yeah I read them yeah I read them I'm like really you put your oh my that. God, Braveheart, they braver than me. And the thing mm-hmm. is, it's one, it's like two reasons. So I just know that I, as an author, as a person, um, I will forget myself real quick, right? Like, not right. anytime you know where. 
I am not trying to be nowhere arguing with nobody because I done got in my feelings about their opinion about and some. We, and we have, and as author, we have seen how that can come and bite you in the butt in the death yes. of me. As, yes. a, as an author, it can hit your pockets. Don't, don't be don't be writing these people back. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like I'm not trying to get canceled because <laughs> I'm over here, you know, right. going off on people and like. So yeah, like I just feel like it's not a space for me to um to be. Mm-hmm. unless somebody you know like tags me in something uh usually like I'll read like ones that people tag me on social media or somebody um tags me in a video on TikTok like I'll read um because for the most part I haven't seen anyone I haven't had anyone tag me in something that was like you know mean or whatever right. Right. uh and so like I'll do that but mo- yeah whenever Stormy came out I just I didn't go to Goodreads I <laughs> I didn't scroll past a certain point on my uh, Amazon listening page, you know, like, because I just wasn't trying to do that. But my husband, he reads all of my reviews, so. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you uh, write to music? And if so, do you make playlists? Uh, I actually don't. I am one of those people that, like, I need pretty much quiet in order to write. Um, I can, I have never been able to play music and write even whenever I was in college writing papers like it's just never been my thing <laughs> so if someone was like new to romance and you were like if you're new to romance you need to read x y and z author like who is that author that you'd be like you know a new author old author who would you say hey you need to start here first it's gonna be Kendi Ryan first mm-hmm. and foremost because mm-hmm. I mean, her, she just, she's just perfection. Like she just, everything she does is just so well done. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's going to be her. Mm-hmm. And then whenever your book comes out, it's going to be you. And so Again, this podcast <laughs> is about J.L. Seegers. It is not about Tati Richardson. I'm going to yeah, preface but that I said, but, but I said what I said. <laughs> so. Speaking of reading, what was the last romance novel that you read? Oh, this so what's wrong? Sound like um, I'm just obsessed with Kenny Ryan, but I am. But my, the last book I read was um, The Art for Before I Let Go. Mm, so, mm. yeah, okay. I, know, I know you like that one, Second Chances, right? Divorce, divorce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was my vibe. It was my vibe. It was so. It's so good. It's so good. I know it was. Um. If there was, is there a favorite word or word you find yourself using frequently in your writing? <laughs> like you like, wait, I use that a lot. So many words. <laughs> um, so sometimes it's like one word, but or it'll be like um phrases. Like I do a lot of even though, and um, I do a lot of especially, and I'm like, girl, please. And then I <laughs> like I get annoyed with myself as I'm writing because like when I'm writing my it's like I have like three parts of my brain and one is the reader and one is the writer and one's the editor right mm-hmm. and the editor is like girl you said even though three paragraphs up please find a new phrase <laughs> <laughs> right 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 oh yeah um yeah. and I also do a lot of um talking about eyes like I talk about people's eyes a lot and I shouldn't point that out because I don't want people to be like oh she do do that a lot. <laughs> I'm gonna be looking for it 
but I don't know why I'm obsessed with eyes. Like I say a lot about a person. Um, they do, yeah. Say a lot about a person. And, and my and, and I, a full disclosure. In my debut, the main character has green eyes, right? Mm-hmm. The, the guy he has green mm-hmm. eyes, and that was important to me because I mean it kind of goes with his story, but you know she's just mesmerized like she's just looking mm-hmm. like, oh my god <laughs> green eyes like good grief like you know what i'm saying um but you know it's eyes are important i think eyes are expressive and they tell a lot about mm-hmm. a person so yeah yeah eyes, eyes are very much important to a character i think i right. think and i'm tired I- of reading about it we tired of reading about just blue eyes and stuff <laughs> like that <laughs> His beautiful blue eyes brown eyes are pretty too and they are black gorgeous. people got blue eyes green eyes too you know what i'm saying we don't talk about blue eyes black people got green and blue eyes too so. <laughs> anyway <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm going about rent anyway um where do you see romance novels going in like the next like decade like where do you want to see it go particularly in the indie space where do you want to see it go uh i want to see romance get like it's um like the recognition that it deserves and not just for one or two particular authors Mm -hmm. I want to see um there be a ton of respect for this genre and what it does for the industry and Mm -hmm. the what like because we're gonna be real like publishing keeps like you know romance keeps publishing going right like we are (laughs) we are the people that are selling the books you know Mm -hmm. we're the ones buying the books and Mm -hmm. uh and I would just really love to see like that be appreciated and not have it um minimized like not have the importance minimized and I would also just love to see people not feel ashamed about enjoying romance and not feel ashamed about um wanting the things that they read about Mm-hmm. in their actual lives right like because mm-hmm. <laughs> the basic premise of romance is that there are two people in a relationship who love and value each other and don't mistreat each other and I don't feel like it's uh outlandish in any way for people to actually desire that yes. in relationships so yeah, I would just love to see people stop making fun of it like oh it's mommy porn and you know do actually give us something not that there's anything wrong with mom's point because you know period we gotta do we gotta do but (laughs) but also respect it as like you know a valid form of literature and yeah right and so finally when it's all said and done and yo you've written like 500 books and made all the money and then all the books have been turned into movies starring i don't know gabrielle union i don't know um (laughs) What do you want readers to say about the books that you've written or you wrote in your prolific career? Oh gosh, not prolific. <laughs> that means we, a lot. We, we are speaking it into it. We are. Thank you. And I received that. I'm receiving that. Um, I just want people to um, you know, look at my books or think about my books and feel like they uh, you know, they're a place where they are at home where you know they can see themselves reflected even if it's not the you know a specific story or anything like that just like see characters that are like themselves that are like the people that they know and like the people that they love so yeah 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 so what's next for you and where can we find you on social media ma'am 
Well, up next is, like I said, uh, Revive Me Part 2 is coming out on November 22nd. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I'm going to be working on Part 3 because I know that nobody's going to let me rest. That, like, I can't, I can't even not. post about anything <laughs> on social media. <laughs> so I wouldn't dare try to write any other book because nobody's going to care about it until they get Part 3. So Part 3 will be coming early 2023. Um, oh, and I also have uh, the Restore Me uh, audiobook is coming out in December. What? That's what's so yes. oh, right. <laughs> uh, I'll be sharing the pre order link uh, here soon. I'll send it to you so you can, you know, put in the things. Oh, and, um, and then you can find me on social media at I don't even know my usernames. Uh, J.O. Seegers on TikTok. I think it's Queen Nilly on uh, Twitter. Yep. And then Instagram is, I'm pretty sure it's author J.L. Seegers. So, yes. Okay, do we know who do, who's doing the audiobook? You can like the names, the, uh, yeah. the narrators. Yeah, do you know? Okay, so for Sloan, we have uh, Bianca Drew. Okay. Uh, and she's doing some She's done some work for, I want to say, Tracy Livesay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I listened to her sample when she, I went through a couple samples, um, a couple, couple different uh, narrators for song because I just wanted the perfect voice. And when I heard her, I was like, yeah, yeah it's her. That's what's up. <laughs> it's That's her. What's up. And so um, for Dominic, we have Winston James. So. Ooh. Ow, it's gonna be what's up oh, i know i was wait. like oh yeah i know he's gonna nail it it's gonna be amazing it's so. gonna be good it's gonna be i'm so good. excited oh my god <laughs> thank you so much Jay, for coming on sis i appreciate it i love you god bless i wish you so much success you know you one of my faves for real for real well, um the same way I about hope, you you know and i hope that this this next chapter of first of all then the the part two is gonna lay everybody out but i hope (laughs) that you get all the success and all the blessings and everything coming to you because you deserve it oh my god thank you friend and you know i feel the same way about you and now we best friends for real for real you know so you know you said at the beginning you was like i feel like i know you but we never really met so now we best friends we met we we best friends we met all right up next our what is book talk reading segment with our good friend to the podcast brie hill of the categorically romance podcast enjoy hey tati and yakini my name is brie hill and i go by brie unabashedly across social media and i am half of the categorically romance podcast where my friend Aaron and I celebrate all things category romance. I am such a fan of romance and color. I just love and appreciate everything that you two do. And it is such an honor to be able to share with you what I've been reading as part of your What Book Talk Has Been Reading project. So the first books that I have to talk about are part of a trilogy by Cynthia Williams. It's her Heart and Soul trilogy, and it's part of Harlequin's special edition line. And I was so excited for this series from the beginning. It is inspired by one of my favorite television shows. I'm a huge like ghost hunting TV show watcher. And we finally have a show 
that follows three black investigators, the Ghost Brothers, Jawan, Dalen, and Marcus. And when I saw this first book in this series, Summoning Up Love, I messaged Sanithia and I was like, is this inspired by this and she confirmed for me I just love her love of like k-dramas and nerdy television she's just so fabulous we watch a lot of the same things Uh, so I was so excited from the jump (laughs) for this series and then I began reading the books and they are fantastic summoning up love was such a really strong kickoff to the series you get so much background story and learn about the three brothers that we're going to be following. And then the second book is The Spirit of Second Chances, which as from the title, you can tell is a second chance romance. And it was such an emotional journey, but it was also just tugged at your heartstrings, was really sweet. And it also had this really strong side story, like an historical part of one of the investigations that the brother in this particular book is is going on with the heroine in the book. And I still think about the characters from that side story all the time. Like, Sinithia is just such a strong writer. And I just got my hands on the third book, Counterfeit Courtship, which this is the book that follows the brother that I feel like she creates a lot of tension around in the first two. So you're like really anticipated and excited to finally get his book. And I'm just excited to see what she does with his story. So Heart and Soul Trilogy by Sinithia Williams. Like, I feel like if, if people are wanting something that's very, very paranormal light, <laughs> but also small town, follows people of color. Give the series a read. It is fantastic. For historical readers, I'll be honest, besides Beverly Jenkins, I have not been the biggest historical romance reader. I will pick up an historical periodically, but it's not necessarily the subgenre that I gravitate towards the most. But a book I read this year and cannot stop thinking about, and literally the last time that I got on Goodreads, it had less than 100 ratings and reviews, is Compromised into a Scandalous Marriage by Lydia San Andres. This follows people of color. I believe it's set on an island near the Dominican Republic, potentially. Um, But I just... (laughs) I was shaking with anger at parts of this book. Like her writing is just so vivid. And I just, I felt like I was there and I I cry. I was happy. Like again, a book where I experienced, I feel like every single emotion. This is really a marriage of convenience with a twist. Um, yeah, I, I just, it's a book that I want everybody to read. It it was so beautifully written. And every time I get on Goodreads and see that like it has less than 100 reviews, I get so angry because it's a fantastic book. I know with category, a lot of people will look at the length and especially with historical readers, I think people want their books to be a little bit thicker, um, but don't sleep on this book. The writing is super tight and everything is concluded with perfection, honestly. There's no other way to describe it. Uh, as far as like what I'm looking forward to, I just got a copy of our next Reese Ryan, A Valentine for Christmas, which is part of Harlequin's Desire series. So this is the beginning of a new series that we're going to get from Reese Ryan. But she did share that we will see characters from her famous Bourbon Brothers series. So I'm really excited to see this one in particular has an older heroine, younger hero. It has fake dating, which is a trope that I personally just think is God tier. I will never get tired of reading it. 
And I'm just so excited. Reese Ryan is fantastic. She's such a wonderful writer. And she just has this ability to like just make tropes shine in a way that I feel like you don't always see. So that is what I've been reading and what I'm looking forward to. Again, thank you so much for the opportunity to share what I've been reading. And I'll chat with you ladies later. I want to thank my guest, author J.L. Sears, and my good friend and fellow podcaster, Bree Hill of the Categorically Romance podcast for coming on and talking all things romance and all things uh, 